Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, welcome back to uh, episode 36 of Bleacher Birds. That's right, the Tim Hewlett episode, or uh, for those that may have been born after 1990, uh, the Jeff Rebelay episode. Or if you were born after 2000, perhaps we're talking about the Caleb Joseph episode. I think that would what everyone will remember uh, number 36 for, at least as of recently. Is that right, Matt? I don't remember either one being that number 36, but I'm not good at that anyway. So. You don't remember Caleb Joseph being number 36? I mean, I remember Caleb Joseph, but I don't remember his jersey number now. Ah, boy. <laughs> That's right. not my thing, though, man. That's not my thing. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. It's it's not. So, uh, well, we completely just botched your intro, but I'll go ahead and say it again. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jimmy. I'm the uh, host of the show and my co-host, of course, uh, as Matt throws the hardest dodgeball this side of the Mason-Dixon line, uh, he is no longer a ladies' man as he has now settled down. We're talking about, Matt, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Um, you keep hitting me with these intros. I don't know how to, I don't know how to respond. You're going to get me in trouble. It's, it's a new intro every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, you decide if you want to do a little editing on that or not. I want you to get in trouble. <laughs> Well, on the first part of it, um, there's a there's a bunch of people on the East Coast and uh, <clears throat> probably a couple on our team that have a problem with me. You saying I'm the hardest thrown dodgeball thrower in the uh, on the side of the Mason Dixon line? Hey, hey, let them come on over to the side of the Mason Dixon line and go ahead and uh, have a contest <laughs> with you. All right. Well, as long as they stay over there, then I'm good. That's right. Say, so, folks, if you want to go ahead and challenge Matt, all you have to do is come on over to this side of the Mason Dixon line, and uh, he'll be more than happy to accept your challenge. I think if I threw a dodgeball right now, my arm would fall off. Would it? Uh, I haven't thrown in such a long time. I'd, take, I'd need a good hour to warm up. Uh, I don't know about all that. And say after an hour, I might fall asleep. <laughs> well, other than that, um, did uh, Santa Claus make a late visit to your house? Uh, Santa Claus, in fact, did make a late visit to, her, uh, to my house. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I kind of spoiled it a little bit with a little post on Twitter already thanking uh, – Thanking our loyal listener for uh, for the gift here, saying, of course, one of thousands of listeners um, every single week. And uh, just, you know, this this one's our, our number one Patreon fan. Uh, Todd, uh, special thanks go out to you <laughs> and the family for uh, for the great gift. Say so what we got here is uh, we've got some KBO cards. Uh, we I, I got a couple of packs of KBO cards. Um, and I got this awesome... <laughs> Uh, baseball barrel bat. So it's it's a cup that's shaped like a barrel of a baseball bat, and engraved in it. It's got the little stitches from baseball. Of course, has our uh, doesn't have our logo, but has the word Bleacher Birds, Jimmy in the center, and then a uh, nice little twenty twenty underneath. So uh, Todd went ahead and got this for uh, got this for both of us, is my understanding, from the yep. Lumberland Lumberland Company. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they claim to be the original uh, bat mug. Thank you for choosing the home of the original bat mug here at Lumberland. <laughs> each and every mug is handmade and customized your way from start to finish. Yeah, this thing's awesome, man. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, absolutely. Say so, honestly, I, I'm kind of curious what they do with the other half of the bat. You know. <laughs> Like, do they, do they go ahead and hollow that out so you can, like, make it, like, a little shot glass? Like a, well, I guess, like, a big tall shot glass? Or, like, what do, what do they do with the other end of this thing? Yeah, maybe they got cups and shot glasses and... Yeah. Well, maybe the, like, the knob of the bat is, like, a coat rack or something. <clears throat> I have to check that, have to check that out. Yeah, the home so of the you original... Got, uh, you got yours as well? I got mine. This thing's great. Um, I haven't put any drinks in it yet. I'm kind of waiting. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to eventually, but right now it's kind of like a, a collectible. It's just setting up on the desk that I do this, uh, that I sit here and record with you at. You, you know what I'm but, thinking? Uh, I'm thinking come uh, come baseball season, we go ahead and just crack these guys. Well, not crack them open, but we go ahead and uh, use these things for the first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I was about to use another metaphor, but I've uh, I've matured, and I know not to use that metaphor on a, uh, on a podcast. <laughs> people may be listening that's correct <laughs> but you know what i What's could say people? is that maybe uh maybe 
you know, opening day for the Orioles, we go ahead and pop a little cherry coke inside of uh inside of this. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, um, probably a coke is gonna be my first drink in here. Yeah, and um, Todd did also bring me some glass bottle cokes because he knows <laughs> he knows it just tastes better out of a glass bottle. It, well, it does, and he he brought me some as well, and uh, you know. Not only does it taste better out of a glass bottle, but it's got to be Mexican Coke. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get no. I'm I'm going to get on my stand for this one. Coke from Mexico, uh, and it, it's got to say it's got to be a glass bottle of Coke, and it's got to say Coke from Mexico or Coke made in Mexico, something of that sort. It tastes mm-hmm. a thousand times better than regular Coke. And if you buy the Coke glass bottles in the little bottles. That's not Coke from Mexico. And you can taste the difference from the big bottle to the little bottle. Coke always tastes better in a glass bottle. But if you don't get it in the made, uh, if you're used to the Coke from the glass bottle with the Mexican Coke, it's a hundred times better than the little bottle that's made, I don't know, in Chicago or something. Yeah, I think it's because of the sugar they use. Like it's real, real yeah, cane sugar. Real cane sugar, yeah. It might even have a little something else in there. I don't know. Get out of here. Did you know they used to put cocaine in uh, Coca-Cola? And look, this isn't a podcast for uh, for that kind of conversation. <laughs> just a quick question. Did you know that or not? Yes, yes, I was aware. That's why they called it uh, Coca-Cola. Well, I hope they still aren't doing that in Mexico. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. All right. But anyway, the uh, the other cool those are the those KBR KBO cards that he got us. Those uh-huh. are great too, man. I got some good. I got some uh, instant classics in there. But you know what's the best part about those cards? What's that? I don't know if you noticed this when you opened it. Mm-hmm. We should probably. This is another thing from the KBO that the US should probably pick up on. They rounded the edges off of the four corners of the card. Did you notice that? Now that I'm looking at it, I do see that. Isn't that a great idea? Because yes. what, what happened when whenever you open cards in the U.S., like U.S. baseball cards, the first thing you were worried about was bending up your corners? Oh, that's not true. The first thing I was worried about was chipping my teeth on that piece of gum that came inside. The <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. There's no gum in here. <laughs> I, was, I was really, really hoping that there would be some, like, uh, Korean gum inside the uh, baseball cards. Oh, yeah. But... Probably would have had, like, a picture of, like, a cartoon cat on it, too, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, but um, but I I thought that was a really good idea because you're not messing up your cards as you open them. Yeah, but I, I don't know. That, I didn't mess them up too bad. No, but I got some good ones. I got a winner in there. I got a Hansu Kim foil card. Hansu Kim. Hansu Kim, baby. Play the music. All right. So you said you had some gold in there. You you had your Hansu Kim. What else did you have? Um, I had a bunch of um, a bunch of those foil and like hologram cards that were kind of cool looking. I have to look. Well, there's no like English on these cards, so right. I, I'm gonna do the research and figure out like who these guys are. Yeah. But, um, I was looking for you know our regulars like Yuji Yang and Deho Lee. Didn't get either one of those guys. Um, and I was looking for Hassan uh, Kim because he just got signed by the Padres, but I didn't. I didn't wasn't lucky enough to get him either. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, well, oh, Lord. we're talking KBO already, so. Yeah, we are. Well, I'll tell you what, since we're talking KBO already, why don't you go ahead and hit that music. Yes, what, man, what a good it's way 2021, to... and we could not escape the KBO yet again. So, what, why do you say it like that? Sabotages this podcast by giving us KBO baseball cards for uh, for Christmas. <laughs> <clears throat> And and he thought that was his way of getting the KBO onto the podcast, as clearly he's become a KBO addict as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, not only with the baseball cards, but as you uh, spoiled a little bit earlier, uh, some KBO stars, or at least one star, is on the move. 
That's right. Um, Hassan Kim from the Kiwoom Heroes has been signed by the Padres. Now we were talking earlier, and we were uh, we were hoping that he would come fill the void for the Orioles, weren't we? Yeah, we did mention that. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's uh, I guess he's he's a little bit more too big of a uh, too big of a name to come sign with the uh, sign with the Orioles. I'm sure money had a, had a little bit to do with that too. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I just since Hunsu Kim is a god over there, I thought that well, if we could sign the god and Hunsu Kim. Maybe we can go ahead and sign uh sign this guy too, but not the way it worked out. No, and uh, you know it's kind of crazy because we would have done we could have used a shortstop mm-hmm. uh, more than the Padres could have at this point. <laughs> um, but before we talk about that, let me just say let me give you some stats on uh Hassan Kim here. All right. So he's he has spent seven years with the Keyloom Heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a career batting average of 294, on-base percentage of 373, 133 home runs, and 134 stolen bases. So he's bringing a lot to the table here. So 133 home runs in, what do you say, seven seasons? Seven seasons, yeah. But, you know, there's a rookie season thrown in there. Yeah, so that's, that's um, you know, it, it's overshooting a little bit, but that's around like 19, 20 home runs a year. Yeah, yep. And same thing with stolen bases, too. So that's pretty damn good. Yeah. And um, from what I hear, his like defensive play is pretty good too. Mm. But speaking of that, um, I don't know where. I guess he's gonna. It's kind of crazy that the Padres <laughs> signed him because they got Manny at third, they got Tatis at, at shortstop, mm-hmm. and the guy they got they got playing second base last year, <laughs> this uh, Jake Cronenworth guy. Yeah, uh-huh. he was the runner. He was the runner up in the Rookie of the Year. Crazy. So when I saw that, I was like, well, where the heck are they gonna throw? Kim. Yeah. I hope he I hope he's not just gonna be a bench player and like a, a backup for these guys, you know, in blowout yeah. games or I, or I breather hope they games. Don't treat him, uh, I hope he gets treated a little bit better than what Hunsu Kim got treated over here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. Especially after Hunsu Kim's first year here, he was uh I think he batted over three hundred and he still didn't get any love here. Yeah. So if the Padres have the Padres infield now is and of course, we're tentative on Kim being second base, but Machado, Tatis, um, Kim, and what's that? Mustakas at first base. It's either Mustakas or Hosmer. Which one of those guys went over there? Yeah, one of those two guys. I forget. So that's, <laughs> the... so that's a that's a pretty good infield right there. Yeah, if you buy into the Kim hype, the thing he has to we have to worry about with him is if he can handle major league pitching. This is true. You know, he sees, like, high 80s, uh, like, fastballs in the high 80s over in Korea. So, I'll just have to make a little adjustment over here. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they might be throwing Cronenworth in the outfield anyway. So, maybe Kim is going to find his home at second base. Yeah. So, not only do they steal Oriole legends like Manny Machado, and now they're stealing the Oriole way of go ahead and throw an infielder into the outfield and see what happens. <laughs> see if he can handle it, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's the same thing that we did with Trey Mancini. So yeah, I mean, he's not bad out there. Everybody's just copying the Oriole way to uh, to go ahead and win a World Series. <laughs> well, it hasn't really worked for us lately. Yeah. Do you think the Padres got a chance this year? Well, I, I, I tell you, saying again, I'm spoiling a little bit, but uh, with the signing of Young Kim, and uh, of course they already have the left side of the infield that they have, and now, uh, now the recent trade acquisition of you Darvish, um, you know, the Padres are definitely going to be contenders. Yeah. Um, we're not necessarily going to look at that team as like overachieving, uh, you know, flash in the pan, just like, hey, look, you know, underdog type guys. These guys are, they're officially stepping up and becoming like big name players, you know, it's, you got to look at them the same way that you look at the Dodgers and the Yankees and, you know, everybody else. This isn't just going to be a, you know, surprise wildcard team now. No, no, no. They, they, um, they put up a fight last year when nobody really expected them to go very far. Yeah. I mean, they, they had some good games there, but, um, you Darvish, you look at his career. I mean, he's awesome. He, his only bad, year or if you could call it a whole year is when he got screwed by the Astros because they were banging on trash cans. Mm-hmm. 
and he had like two horrible games against them. Remember? So, so I got to ask you this, Matt. Saying, and I apologize in advance because this is my ignorance showing. Did the Padres add two former uh, KBO players and you, Darvish? Uh, no, he's Japanese. Ah, Japanese, Japanese. Okay. Yeah. No, that's all right, man. Very close. Had, had, they're, had, neighbors, neighbors. They're, they're neighbors. It's very close, yeah. If if somebody goes over to the KBO and somebody signs another guy named Adam Jones, we're not going to assume he's from Ireland, all right? <laughs> if we did, there'd be a problem. No, but there, there's only been six guys from the I, – I thought this was kind of a crazy stat. Only six KBO players have made it over to the MLB. Name them. <laughs> oh, well, we got, we got Hunsu Kim. Uh-huh. We got Ha Song Kim. All right, those are two easy ones. Let's see if you really did your homework. Probably some other guy named Kim, and wow, <laughs> and a guy named, and a guy named Kang maybe. Wow, <laughs> that's I don't know. Hold up, I got I got the real list here. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that's Matt, our local KBO expert. You can hit him up on the Twitter. <laughs> At Bleacher Matt. Once again, that Twitter handle at Bleacher Matt for any KBO questions, comments, <laughs> or possibly even complaints. All right, here's the other guys. We got Jung Hoo Kang. I think he was on um, the Pirate. All right, so there was a he Kang played, he, in there. There was a Kang, yeah. He played, I, I remember that because he played for the Pirates. Then he got in a little bit of trouble with a uh, DUI trouble. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I do not, but go on. Okay. Either way, then we got we got Bung Ho Park, which we've talked about him. He, he's he's I like him. He's on the Key Heroes now. He's good. Yeah, I, uh, I, I remember Bung Ho Park. <laughs> All right, then we got Dae Hoo Lee. Dae Hoo Lee, another one of my favorites. That one sounds familiar too. Yeah, one of my favorites, the Giant Slugger, and then uh, J Jun Huang. I don't know about I don't know that guy. J Jun Huang. All right, so yeah, you're right. There's, so the, there's a Quang, there is a Lee. Uh, I did not hear another Kim, though. So uh, my my chances were good. There's a lot of Kims in the league, but oh well. Yeah, yes. can't be right all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. that's a good shot. All no, right. but I will be this guy. And the Padres are pretty exciting this year, so that's cool. We get to watch him. We get to watch him. Yeah, absolutely. So it'd be interesting to see what they do for the season. If we do get a full season in, or if we get an abbreviated season. Um, What's interesting is that, like, if it's if it's an abbreviated season, I found I found myself watching more like non Orioles games just to continue watching baseball. Yeah, just to fill in the gaps. There. Yeah, like like it would be random as hell. I'd be watching like a, you know, um, I don't know, like a Tampa Bay Red Sox game or you know something like that. Ooh. Like just wait a second, hold up, like just to see something. Hold on a second. You were watching Tampa Bay versus the Red Sox, and you wouldn't watch one KBO game. Well, yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> Come on, man. Matt, I can understand who the players are. I understand who the players are, or at least like some of their history and things of that sort. I don't. Um, with the KBO players, not only do I not know like who they are, I don't know like any of their previous history. And then hearing like the ESPN announcers try to go over it while they clearly don't care is just like <laughs> it, it's painful to listen to. You've even said that it's painful to listen to these broadcasters. Sometimes I got used to a couple of them, but then a couple of them were pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, this is what I'm trying to do, though. I'm trying to educate you. On the, <laughs> I'm trying to educate you on the players. Well, like, I, again, I, that'll I be. Got, I got one that I can learn about, and that's Ha Seong Kim. There you go. I, I can learn from him while watching him on the Padres. All right. And when you got your cards there, so maybe some of those guys, um, you can look around, look out for them next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all I got for KBO. All right. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. So, as I predicted on Twitter uh, four days ago, say the Ravens absolutely obliterated Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals did not score a touchdown, Matt. Their low uh, low score was a field goal in the second quarter. Um, Baltimore puts up 38. Uh, backup quarterback was in the game by the fourth quarter. 
Um, J.K. Dobbins ran for 160 yards and two touchdowns. Lamar ran for 113 yards, three touchdowns. Miles Boykin had a touchdown. And it was just uh, – it was just the beating that the Bengals deserved for uh, for, <laughs> for three years ago when they got lucky and knocked us out of, knocked us out of the playoff or out okay. of playoff con- contention. All right, I was yeah. I was gonna ask what they what they deserve that beating for, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, see, I thought, <laughs> I thought you'd agree with me on that one, but but I agree yeah. with you. I kind of I kind of felt like you were just like, oh Christ, where is he going with this one? <laughs> So Matt, I got I got I got some more numbers here for you. Five hundred and twenty-five total yards for Baltimore. Wow. Uh time of possession was forty minutes as opposed to nineteen uh for Cincinnati. Um we did have one turnover uh to Cincinnati's two. We got twenty-four first downs to Cincinnati's ten. Uh defense was just lights out today. Defense was absolutely lights out, man. It was great. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, there wasn't like, there wasn't anything really flashy, aside maybe Marcus Peters' pick, and then Chuck Clark's pick, but like honestly, they just did what they had to do and just held the team to nothing. Uh, Brandon Allen had forty-eight passing yards today. Like, dude didn't even have fifty yeah. yards. So, like, I realize we're two yards off, but he didn't even have fifty yards today. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think Cincinnati had one big play, but it was a running play. Yeah. Um, one, one, one defensive play did stand out to me. What's that? That was Marlon Humphreys chasing down the running back. Oh, yeah. They're the running back went ahead and broke off with that deep run, and Marlon Humphreys managed to catch up with him. Yeah, not only did he catch him, like he almost knocked that ball out of his hand. I thought the same thing. So I saw, the, uh, I saw, the, I saw him punch, and I was like, oh, the ball's out. No, no, it wasn't. But, but you it, know what I was thinking about? What I was thinking about during that play, it was already at that point. It was thirty-one to three. Yeah, and I was thinking that's great that he did that, but he could have like hurt a knee or like a hamstring right before the playoffs. So take that guy off the field at thirty-one to three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's already a little bit banged up. I, I didn't want to see him out there anymore. I didn't want to see Peters out there anymore. I didn't want Patrick that. Queen. Yeah. Absolutely. Say, so, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Say, so, you definitely need to go ahead and take the guys out. And, you know, just a little bit of, uh, a little bit of thought here. It's like, because it's great the game that Dobbins had. Um, but how, how must Mark Ingram feel? And I know he's a team player and everything. But how must Mark Ingram feel where he went from being the starter on this team, like Pro Bowl running back last, last season? To now coming in in mop up duty in the fourth quarter when all of the uh, when all the backups are in, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, well, at least he got to start today. Well, he got to play today. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, well, not to start, but he was on the roster he, before. He was like healthy, but healthy scratches. Yeah, so, I, I think that was, I think that was because they were playing the Bengals, though. Yeah, I pretty much figured the game was going to be like this. <laughs> So, 404 rushing yards, um, J.K. Dobbins with 160, Lamar with 97, Gus Edwards with 60, Mark Ingram with 39. Uh, hell, Devin DuVernay had a carry for 22 yards. That was fantastic. Yeah, I, I like that guy. DuVernay? Yeah, I like him. I hope he's not one of those guys that gets left off because we got we have like an excess of players this year. Yeah, I hope they continue to develop him, and uh, we we see how things go and go next year. So yeah, you know, but um, you know, all this talk about Miles Boykin being on the hot seat, like with us go ahead and signing Dez. Miles Boykin mm-hmm. has become like a red zone target now. You know, well, the guy compared to the other receivers we have, he's like eight feet tall, so. He's instantly a red zone target. Yeah, and um, you know, so red zone target, and he seems to be like the go-to guy to uh, go ahead and throw the ball to too. So that brings us to uh, that brings us to our next segment. And uh, Matt, here we go, Hollywood or Dollywood. Hollywood. All right, well, I'm I'm definitely going Hollywood this week. Okay. I mean, did, am I wrong? Did he not have two touchdown catches today? 
he did, and I think that's what saved him. So he had a. Uh, <laughs> I he don't forget. Touch, he had two touchdowns, and he did have the fourth down conversion touchdown uh, conversion catch as well. Yeah. Uh, as long as eighteen, he was five. Uh, had five receptions on eight targets. So. Um, you know, a little bit better than 50%, but the catches that he made mattered. You know, two of them were touchdowns, and the third one was uh, was a fourth down conversion, and then he had two on top of that. So, yep. I, I, I guess I get, have to begrudgingly agree with you there, say, because I was, uh, I was, I was texting their uh, little group chat and, you know, calling him Dollywood after a couple of drops. I was like, here we go again. Yeah, he wanted to, but come on, man, you, you can after that game. I mean, he he did have two big conversions. He did. And he did. Two touchdown two, two big touchdowns, one, one big fourth down conversion. So I guess uh, I guess he's Hollywood today. Yeah, two two TDs in one game for any receiver is great. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I shouldn't. I don't want to sound upset by this. Like I, I'm not. I want the guy to do well. But well, uh, working, it's a one o'clock game. He's working nine to five. There you go. Let's hope our um, playoff game isn't at night. Yeah, say one, four, or you know what? Say the other time I think is like eight o'clock. Yeah, so let's hope we're not eight o'clock game. We can go ahead and use them in the first half, <laughs> and then once all of a sudden the, the the defenses start picking up on them and start double teaming them and everything, that's when we can go ahead and let Dobbins run the ball, or we can go to Andrews, or we can go to Boykin. Or we can bust yeah. out a little bit of that uh, good old-fashioned Weapon X and uh, hit Des Bryant. <laughs> yeah, man. So who, do we know who we're playing or what? Uh, I believe we do. Say, I believe we are facing off against the Tennessee Titans. You know, and nice little, nice little revenge game. Yeah, revenge game or deja vu game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be deja vu. So here's what we know about uh, – here's what we know about the – NFL playoffs right now. We know for a fact that the Ravens are in. We know for a fact. Actually, I guess we should go ahead and run down the run down the order here. Uh, the Chiefs are the number one seed, so they've got to buy next week. The Bills are the two seed. The Steelers are the three seed. Titans are the four. Ravens are the five. Browns are the six, and the Colts are the seven. So the uh, Miami Dolphins, the uh, Nice little story that they had going ends in disaster as they uh, just got absolutely mollywopped by the uh, by the. Bills today. <laughs> oh my goodness! What? No, nothing. That was funny. He doesn't appreciate my use of the term mollywop. That was great. All right. If he got no reaction out of me, <clears throat> then that would have been a problem. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. So we see here. So we got the Bills at the uh, two seeds. So the Bills are going to be playing the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers are the three seeds, so they'll have the Browns, and that faces us against the Titans. And that's uh, that's your AFC playoff picture right there, my friend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> other than other than the Chiefs, the only team I didn't want to see again was the Titans. To be honest with you. And so uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll be honest with you. You know what? If we can't beat them, we don't deserve to be there. And the other thing is, is that. This team's defense just gave up 38 points to the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, who, you know, Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback, but what wide receiver targets does he have? What weapons does he have? You know? Mm -hmm. So the Texans are absolutely terrible, and the fact that they almost took the Titans to the limit today uh, goes to show that the Titans are going to have to pick it up, and they seem like they're... uh, they're slacking a little bit. They're losing some momentum. And the Ravens are just, they're riding the hot hand. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think the Titans are as good this year. No. But it could be just one of those things, seeing the Titans. It could be on game day. They see the Titans jerseys across the field again, and they're like, here we go again. I'll tell you this much. I, I hope they do uh, go ahead and think about that game last year. And you know what? I hope the Ravens do. Remember the Titans. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? 
Is it? No, not by now. No, it's not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think. Since you're thinking now, go on. Think. No, Is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right. Listen up. Here's what we know. We know that Ryan Tannehill has become a decent uh, decent quarterback now. He's got two good wide receiver <laughs> targets in Brown and um, – it's not Brown. Brown. Davis? Yeah, Brown no, and Davis. Davis. Yeah. So in Brown and Davis, he's got two good wide receiver targets. Uh, but it seems like all of our cornerbacks are back and healthy. Uh, Jimmy Smith was a was a scratch today, but he should be back. Um, of course, one of our main rushers, uh, Yannick, was uh, was a scratch today, but they expect him to be back for the playoffs too. Um, but all of our corners are back and healthy. They're ready to rock and roll. Our offensive line is ready to go ahead and uh, go ahead and get in there and put some pressure on Tannehill. So he's got to make that play, make them plays. Our biggest thing is the fact that we're going to have to stop Henry. Yeah, we got to make him throw the ball. Got it. You got to make him throw the ball so that the cornerbacks can make the plays. Yeah. But if they're just going to be running the ball all damn day, then you know we're not going to have an opportunity to do that, and we will be looking at a replay of last season. Yeah, you're right. Though any team on any team in the playoffs right now, you got to play him eventually. Yep. Any good team, any good team in the playoffs right now, you got to play him eventually. So let's get him out of the way. Because then I think it's a – we'll just be seeing – if we beat them, we'll be seeing KC in the championship game. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to see just who it was that Tennessee lost to. And, Matt, let me know if any of these names go ahead and just strike fear in your heart, okay? <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, number three Not seed, really. but they seem to be falling off. Um, I think Ben's arm is done. I think they're going to be looking for a quarterback next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cincinnati B- Bengals, they lost to Cincinnati 31-20. to The team we just mollywopped? Yeah, the team we just mollywopped. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts, who were the seventh seed. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, who I guess are, what, the sixth seed. And then the Green Bay Packers. So it seems mm-hmm. to me that, like, Yes, they lost to three playoff teams, but all three playoff teams that they lost to were, eh. Yeah. You know, they played Indianapolis twice. They won one, they lost one. Yeah, I think we we, we handled Indianapolis pretty well, didn't we? Uh, I don't remember the game, but I don't remember it being that close. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to check. I I don't remember that one. Um, yeah, it's not not important. Every team every team plays each other differently. I was gonna say, if you give me a little two second edit job, I can go ahead and look it up. All right, so that uh, that Indianapolis game that you remember so fondly, Matt, uh, we were we won twenty four to ten. So yeah, so yeah. we we beat them pretty handily. Um, yeah. and that was the Lamar Jackson passing game. Um, well, not even. It was only 170 passing yards. But um, not a big rush. Let's say Jackson had the most rushing yards that game. He had 55. So, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> I guess Jackson, um, now that we're talking about him, beat some or, you know, passed some record today. He was, he's the only quarterback to have two back-to-back 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Yeah, so. And I mean, it's, cool. it's it's a great stat. It's pretty cool to have. It, it just like it just it just feeds the trolls of the uh, Lamar's a running back though. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? Do what you gotta do to win. Like I don't want Lamar passing the ball, you know, for three hundred, four hundred yards. You know, like we said a, last week or a couple weeks ago, Lamar's not going to be the guy putting up the Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes yardage numbers. Yeah, you know Lamar's a different beast of his own. He's a different type of player, and yeah, I mean he, he's going to be more of a Mike Vick player, but he's going to be better than Mike Vick ever was. You know, he seems like he's got a better head on his shoulder than Vick did, um, and I think he's uh, well, we'll just go ahead and let his legacy speak for himself. You know, yeah, I mean if we were if he ever put up three hundred to four hundred yards, I'd be worried because it sounds like we're playing from behind at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Just throwing deep bombs, trying to catch up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it seems like the the big game was 
it was last season against the Dolphins where he threw for like a whole bunch of yards and scored all those touchdowns and everything else like that. And, but I don't think we ever saw another game like that. I mean, I'm looking at hell, I'm looking at the season right now. And yeah, here we go. Once again, week one, he came out and threw for 275 yards. Mm-hmm. And that was a 38 to six win versus Cleveland. Yeah. And that was the most yards I had thrown for all season long. Um, he's got one, two, three, four games out of sixteen that he threw for over two hundred yards. Yeah, and you know everybody loves that like quarterback that like airs it out and like throws deep bombs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I I do like that. I like that too. But with Jackson, you know he's going to be running, but it's still exciting. It's still exciting to watch him like scramble and run. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Some, of, some of the most exciting and, – and Ravens fans have to learn to deal with it. You know, it was like – it was third and six, and they drew up a Lamar run where he was, like, stuffed uh, after a one-yard gain. And mm-hmm. just like, you know, I saw on Twitter, but I was like, you know, why the hell are you running on that? Why are you running on that? Well, you know, if he had run for 46 yards after that, everybody would have been praising him. Yeah, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. No, that's how it works. Bad with the good, you know, and and mm-hmm. just deal with it. You can't be, you know, I mean, I guess you can be pissed off, but you you can't be too upset when you know you go ahead and you get stopped on that, but then like ten minutes later, he's running for forty six yards. Yeah, you just yeah. have to realize that those are the chances that you take sometimes. Yeah, as long as they're winning, I, it's it's still exciting to me. So yeah, so all right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we take a little look here? So I guess we can go ahead and start with our game here, Matthew. Titans Ravens. Who you got? Well, I, I gotta go Ravens. I'm not going with Titans on this. Well, you sound like you were a little bit nervous, so I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little. I I, w- I was wishing it wouldn't be the Titans, just because <laughs> I want to see a different different team out there. But like I was saying, I, I do not think the Titans are as good as they were last year. Yeah, I'm not so, trying to tell you. I, I I remember the Titans, and I think the Ravens remember the Titans, and I think this is a beautiful, beautiful setup for a revenge game. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, we're going to unleash J.K. Dobbins like we couldn't last year, and um, you know, just unleash the running game like we couldn't last year against the Titans. And, um, you know, sneak in a few passes here and there just to go ahead and throw them off. You know, they go ahead, they start planning for that rush. Okay, fine. Go ahead and hit up Hollywood, or you go ahead and hit up, uh, hopefully, Willie Sneed's back. You hit up Willie Sneed. You know, Miles Boy can go ahead and make a name for himself now all of a sudden. And I'm telling you, the guy that was signed for the playoffs specifically, is the man himself, and he's going to be the X Factor, is Des Bryant. I hope so. He's going to be. I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm easily predicting a touchdown for him next week. All right. I hope so, man. All right. Des gets a touchdown. J.K. Dobbins gets a touchdown. And uh, you know what? Mark Andrews was a little quiet this week, so Mark Andrews gets a touchdown. Those are those are my three picks for uh, who gets a touchdown next week. Those are solid picks. Um, uh, I just hope I, I hope they don't get stuck in that rut that they've been getting in on playoff games. The first year against the Chargers, and then last year against the Titans, where they just don't make any adjustments, not yeah. even at halftime. They just keep pound. They just keep pounding the same gameplay or the game plan. But I, they gotta they we'll, gotta we'll, start off hot or make some adjustments. We'll figure something out because nobody wants to get over this uh, single game playoff hump any more than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, all right, why don't, we, uh, why don't we jump into another game here, preview real quick. So, let's look at the other AFC North teams, uh, the Browns and the Steelers. So, the Browns managed to uh, squeak by the Steelers today um, while the Steelers went ahead and benched practically everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, do, the Browns, do the Browns have any hope whatsoever? Next week. I don't know. They beat the B team this week, so we'll see if they can beat the A team next week. Yeah. So go ahead and make a pick, my friend. Um, I'll go Steelers on this. I, I don't believe – I never believe in the Browns. 
Well, I tell you what, say I think we're going to disagree here, say because uh, while I think like the Steelers are the obvious pick, they're the Homer pick here. They're well, not the Homer pick, but they're they're the they're the obvious pick. Uh, you know, three versus six. I think Cleveland gives them a game, and I think Cleveland somehow squeaks this one out. And uh, you you're going to see Cleveland and uh, play a little spoiler here, but you're going to see Cleveland go ahead and taking on the Chiefs next week. Uh, you mean the following week? Or, uh, so the Cleveland, uh, oh no, Cle- never mind. Cleveland would have to go ahead and play us. I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, we, if Cleveland wins, we play them. Yeah, if Cleveland wins, we, hold on. So the Bills play, Bills play the Colts, right? <laughs> yeah, the Bills play the Colts. Bills play the Colts. So if the Bills win, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm not looking at a uh, I'm not look, looking at a uh, tournament tree here, so that's what's making it complicated. Yeah. So the Chiefs are out of it right now. So we've got six six teams playing, two or six teams. So how does that work? Yeah, then it gets down to three, and then the Chiefs get back in the mix. Or wait, is there two AFC buys? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I guess the Chiefs will get back. Who else has a bye? There's only what? I, I I can't I can't do tournaments in my head right now. How many teams get a buy? Just the Chiefs, right? Just the Chiefs. Just the Chiefs get a buy. Yeah, so then it's the six remaining teams play each other, and then it gets knocked down to three. All right. So three spoiler teams. alert: we we both think that the Bills are beating the Colts. Yeah. So the Bills win. They play the remaining low seed. So the Bills would play the Browns, and the Ravens would play the Steelers. No. No, because the Steelers would be knocked out. So Chiefs, you got to throw the Chiefs in there. Chiefs would play the Browns. Ravens would play the Bills. Yeah. Okay. Whew. My goodness. Everybody's got to have a first-time sports podcast, right? That's why, <laughs> that's why we're just sticking to the Titans game next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate it. Did you see that um, Nickelodeon's going to be airing one of the playoff games? Yeah. How do you feel about <laughs> this? Do you uh, do you hope that the Ravens get that game, or are you anti? Like, I, I think it'll be fun to watch, but I don't necessarily want it to be the Ravens game. <laughs> no, if it's the Ravens game, I'm going to be watching on CBS. But if it's another game, I'm going to watch it on Nickelodeon. Yeah, Just because I, I want to see what they do. I want to see if they put, like... If their graphics on the screen are like you know slime graphics and like goop all over the place, yeah, I I, I just want to see uh, I just want to see somebody get absolutely obliterated with a tackle and all of a sudden see SpongeBob Son- SpongeBob pop up and just be like, did you see that, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I think it'll be interesting, but it's so weird that Nickelodeon uh, wanted. I guess everybody's jumping on the NFL bandwagon, huh? Well, they're they're trying to make football, uh, and I don't understand. Like, I don't think it needs any help, but they're trying to make it appeal to the kids a little bit more. But I think yeah, uh, I think what it what it's really doing is getting jackasses like you and I more interested in the gimmicks of it. Yeah, and you know what? I I I grew up on Nickelodeon, so mm-hmm. if they threw some uh, Rugrats or um, Rocker's Modern Life or Ren and Stimpy. You know, little hints in there. That'd be cool too. Yeah, if uh, if somebody goes ahead and scores a scores a touchdown, next thing you know, you see pork chop dancing in the end zone with the uh, with the <laughs> NFL player. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's a good idea. I hope they hope they got all that stuff lined up. I'm definitely gonna watch on there now. I hope they're listening. You know, <laughs> N- Nickelodeon experts. I hope you're listening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. All right. So. Uh, like I said, say not too much to get into here. So we know that the uh, the Colts are going to be losing to the Bills. If if they manage to win, that'll be the upset of the uh, upset of the century. Mm. But could you imagine if the Colts do upset the Bills and the Ravens win their game? Then all of a sudden, if the Browns beat the Steelers, we would get the Browns, and uh, the Chiefs would get uh, Chiefs would get the Colts. This isn't looking good for us when we win, though, because it's looking like we're going to get the Bills one way or the other. So we got Titans, Bills, Kansas. Yeah, let's not try to. Let's not, let's not try to figure this thing out. All right. 
I'm just trying to think of like all the different options that, that could potentially happen. Yeah. I just want to get past the Titans. Yeah. Well, so we've got no chance of seeing the Steelers again unless it's the AFC championship game. But I guess right? that's a good thing too. I I don't I have no idea at this point, but <laughs> I, it's that's a good thing if we don't because they've already beaten us twice this year. Yeah, screw them. Yeah, I know it'll be a different I know it'll be a different game, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what's funny is I just scrolled down and sure enough it, it actually breaks down the wild card round for the uh for the AFC. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well we got our own situation going on, so Yeah. So all right, well why don't we take a look at uh the NFC right now? Say because the NFC is just all sorts of just whacked up right now. Well they're still up in the air, aren't they? So they're still up in the air. It's a matter of the uh, Washington football game going on right now, and uh, you got a uh, you got a score on that ten nothing Washington football team. So uh, <clears throat> so that's up in the air right now. Right now, what we're looking at is do the one seed is the Green Bay Packers. So they've got the bye. We're going to see the Saints at the Bears. Uh, Rams at the Seahawks. And the Buccaneers are going to really the Buccaneers have to go to either Washington or New York. How's that work? Because hmm, they're going to win the division. They're they're a wild card. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. A losing so, team gets a home it's a home game. I think that happened a few years ago too. Yeah. And so it's it's looking like Washington's taking care of business there. They're up ten nothing. So. Uh, so crazy that the Washington football team is in the playoffs. And they're going to win the division. <clears throat> yep. So, well, it's playoff time, and they're sneaking into the playoffs, so expect to see a whole bunch of burgundy and a whole bunch of uh, jackasses wearing their Washington football gear <laughs> for for about a week or so until they lose. And so, Let's just imagine the Washington football team winning the Super Bowl. Then you gotta, that name is going to go down in like history then. Super Bowl champion Washington football team. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Washington football team are your 2020 world champions. That's some that's football team. Fitting. Yeah. That's so fitting. <laughs> so, all right. Well, never say never, I guess. All right. So, any picks out of the NFC here, Matt? So, you don't have to get too far into detail, but let's just go ahead and uh, Bears versus Saints. Um, I got to go Saints on that. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you there, my friend. Yeah. Um you know, Bears uh they they played Green Bay tight for a little bit, but um they just don't have the offense to back that up. And I think the uh the Saints are gonna come marching in uh in that game. Yeah, uh, you can't trust can't trust the Bears. The the real interesting game here, and this one's gonna be fun to watch. I I almost hope that this one's the uh Nickelodeon game is the Rams at Seahawks. So DK Metcalf, um, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, and Russell Wilson thrown to all three of them versus Jared Goff thrown to uh, Cooper Cup and um, Did they still have Rob, Robert Woods. There you go. Oh, okay, Robert Woods, okay. Yeah. So, you know, and of course, every once in a while, they sprinkle in some Tyler Higby there. So I think the Seahawks take this one with ease, but um, what about you? Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm going Seahawks too. The um, Rams have kind of fallen off. I know they had a, they've had a good few years. Mm-hmm. They've been in it every year, but they're falling off here. So I'm going Seahawks. All right, and the last one, the Buccaneers beating uh, either the Washington Football Team or the Giants, right? I mean, yeah, you can't pick. There's, you can't pick those teams. There's no way the Buccaneers don't win this. Uh, yeah, so, but, I don't want to. I never want to root for Tom Brady, but no, I think it's uh, it's going to come down to either. It, it's interesting though because it's going to be Brady, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers uh, as the four lead guys coming out of the NFC. So it's like you want to talk about like we think that we've got tough having to go up. You know, we've got Josh Allen, we've got um, Patrick Mahomes. But the NFC doesn't look like it's necessarily going to be just a cakewalk for anybody either. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of old guys now at this point, though. Well, a bunch of old guys, but still, I don't necessarily know that I would call Wilson an old guy. 
Um, no, no, he's like he's the one I'd be worried about out of the bunch the most. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. See, I, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is trying to prove that he's got one more left in him. Drew Brees is on the retirement tour, and uh, you know Tom Brady's on the revenge tour. So, bunch of good stories coming out of the NFC. It'll at least be interesting. Whereas uh, previous years, I could care less who came out of the NFC. Yeah, yeah. So, but it'll be good. It'll be good to watch. It'll be good to uh, root against Brady. So. Yeah, again. All right, way too early predictions, Matt. Who's coming out of the a- AFC? Who's coming out of the NFC? What's your Super Bowl? No, oh, man, don't hit me with this. Nope, nope, need to know it. I'll tell you what, I'll uh, go first. I'll go first, all right? I think we know um, where you're going. I'm going to be a homer here, and I'm going to go Ravens. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go Ravens, and I'm going to go Buccaneers. And you're going to see Lamar versus Brady, too. Oh, jeez. So we don't we don't have to see Brady now in the playoffs in the AFC, but we got to see him in the Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> Jackson Brady too. Um. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to pick against the Ravens. I'm not going to be that guy. All right. I'm not, I don't want to um give you any fuel here. <laughs> but that I mean I I can't pick anybody else. I'm going to go Ravens. Uh-huh. And um I'll go. I'm going to go Seattle on the other side. Okay. So Lamar yeah. Lamar versus uh Russell. Yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup there. We'll find out if they decide to let Russ cook or if uh if Lamar has tros. <laughs> All right. Well I think that closes the book on the uh on the NFL, Matt. Say so, um while we're talking about uh talking NFL, say we uh we can close things out. Say so I was going to talk a, a little bit about uh a little bit of Orioles talk about people uh, trying to cancel Austin Hayes on Twitter. Um, did you see this one? Oh no, this is this is good. What what did he say? All right, so let me go ahead and so he they basically wanted to cancel Austin Hayes because he retweeted the president. Uh, a bunch of uh, Orioles Twitter went ahead and got triggered by the fact that Austin Hayes was uh, Austin Hayes retweeted President Trump. And, you know, here's my thing. I can root for any Oriole if they're an Oriole. Um, I don't care about their political affiliation. I don't care about their feelings on gun control or anything else. I just care that they're an Oriole and I want to see them do well. Um, and as I'm trying to uh, look up this tweet, uh, how do you how do you feel about this, Matt? <laughs> As I'm trying to look it up, well, I like you're saying. I, I don't look at these guys as like having any. I mean, when they come out and they say something like that is worthwhile, that that's yeah. just like a bon. That's just like a bonus. But yeah, I'm just looking at these guys as players, as athletes or whatever. And yeah. um, here we go. I don't know if I if I didn't if I didn't hear you tell me about that, I never would have heard about this. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, so the original tweet, uh, it just looks like a little bit of a propaganda tweet from Donald Trump. Um, And our friends over at Bird's Eye View went ahead and instantly retweeted uh, or tweeted out a picture that shows Austin Hayes retweeted Donald J. Trump. And then it shows the Donald Trump quote. And they just literally said, oh, great, dot, dot, dot. A little bit later on, they say, uh, for those who want to see the original tweet, here it is. And uh, when somebody asks them exactly what it's about, because it's a 10-minute video that nobody's got time to watch, is is a classic right-wing propaganda video. And all of a sudden, all sorts of people just jumping on about, uh, you know, not, not my outfielder, not my Oriole, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, is this a bunch of news about nothing, or is, does Austin Hayes need to not no longer be on the Orioles? Yeah, I don't know if you can. I don't know yeah. if you can cancel a guy it's, like that. You know, what it, I mean? it's crazy. Like, are are I you mean, going it, to boo Austin Hayes because of the fact that he retweeted somebody? Matt, Austin Hayes is running down the orange car. Uh, I mean, uh, you got a choice of either cheering for him, being quiet, or booing him. What are you going to do? I think I'm going to do what I'm, what I'm yeah. doing right now is just staying out of it. 
So Austin is going to be on the orange carpet and you're staying out of it? Oh, come on, man. He's yeah. an Oriole. You got to cheer for the Oriole, right? I'm trying to be careful here because I can't I can't get into <laughs> anything of that nature. Yeah. Really? You know what I mean? Like to give you my feelings well, either way of it, where I stand. Here's my on feelings. That. It it's not like we found out that Austin Hayes um did something illegal. It's not like we found out that Austin mm. Hayes um you know is involved in a dog fighting ring. He literally retweeted something. You know, and I, I'm sick and tired of this cancel mm-hmm. culture of just like, oh my god, he tweeted something that I don't like. Now all of a sudden he needs to lose his job or he needs to do this, he needs to do that. Like, that's what Twitter is for. Twitter is to have an opinion regardless of what anybody else thinks and you just go ahead and say whatever the hell you want to say. You know, that's the purpose of like almost all of these uh, social media things. Just go ahead and let it out. You know, and if you don't like it, you can block somebody. If you don't like it, you can unfollow somebody. Right, but these people are, now that they're seeing his, like, opinions, that's what they're doing. They're and choosing right. not they to can, root they, for him. They can go ahead and do that, but that it's ridiculous of, I'm not going to root for an Oriole because I don't like a tweet that he said. I don't know. Bunch of <laughs> bunch of freaking strawberries. What it is, is it's a bunch of these... Uh, what what's below millennials? What's that? Generation X, Generation, whatever's. I think Generation X was before us. I think it's um. Generation Y. Generation Y. I don't They're, know. Well, I, I tell you what they are. I They're don't know. Softies is what they are, and they need to uh, get off my lawn and uh, just let baseball players be baseball players. So, Austin Hayes, I still got love for you, um, and I'm still going to cheer for you all next season, and. Uh, Eventually, if uh, the Bowie Bayhawks do in fact have a season, I'm going to get your bobblehead, and I'm not going to give it to Trash Bag Charlie. <laughs> but speaking of the Austin oh, Hayes bobblehead, which is kind of where I want to go ahead and go, Matt, it's 2021, and it's time for a new idiot list. All right, so I'm sure you're excited about this. Um, All right. Now, of course, anybody that was on the 2020 list previously is eligible for the 2021 list. Um, but that being said, say we're on a little bit of a time constraint, and I think we want to start slow. I don't want to go ahead and throw, you know, all 20 names that were on the 2020 list back onto the list. I think they need to go ahead and earn their way back onto the list. How do you feel about that? So they need to do something. They need to do something stupid in 2021 in order to make the list. Is that is that fair? Right. You got to turn a new page yeah, here and give people a second chance. Therefore, sure. and they should do something stupid on 2021. So, right, uh, with works. that being said, our first name for the 2021 list, uh, after a infamous uh, Twitter battle, as as I just said, that people need to get over what people say on Twitter. Uh, is the Billy Bay Sox. The Billy Bay Sox are the first ones on the list for 2021. No, no. So the Billy Bay Sox, once again, uh, refuse to let the, uh, to go ahead and release the uh, Austin Hayes bobblehead for a reasonable price. Uh, and as a matter of fact, so let's go ahead and hit into the notifications because this one was uh, not too long ago here. All right, so this happened. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what. Uh, this was on December 31st. This was on December 31st at 6.05. So, Bowie Basehawks are going to get a pass. Because I'm a fair guy. This is a- I am a fair guy. I'm a fair and reasonable man. So, therefore, the Bowie Basehawks will not go on the 2021 list yet. Right, until they retweet uh, you or something instead, else. Instead, I do have a, uh, I do All have right. someone for the list, so we're only going to have one edition. All right, this is pretty pre- prestigious here. So the, official be the official number one, number one for the 2021 mm-hmm. list. A little drum roll, if you would. All right, Doctor Matt Soroka, first one on the list. Doctor Matt Soroka of uh, the Section Three Three Six podcast is the first one on the 2021 list, and. Uh, 
That, sir, is because he went ahead and argued the uh, Bowie Baysox Bay side of my argument, uh, but he argued that on January 1st. So, therefore, since he argued it on January 1st, his tweets are relevant to 2021. And we'll have to go ahead and get into the entirety of this uh, of this tweet to go ahead and get... So, let's see here. All right. So, here's essentially what happened. Bowie Baysox asked for... Uh, 2021 New Year's resolution. And I replied back that my resolution was to get an Austin Hayes bobblehead. Uh, Dr. Matt Soroka went ahead and jumped into this and decided that he was going to send me a picture of his and said, I just got mine. It's pretty sweet. I replied back to Dr. Soroka and said, damn, they got you on the $80 gimmick, huh? Uh, to which he replied back with a picture of, uh, I don't know who this is, but uh, it's a little brown gerbil, and it says haters gonna hate, but it's a brown gerbil wearing a yellow shirt with glasses. I, I think this is like a kid's show that uh, that was before my time, or after my time. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and send this to you and see if, okay. uh, see if you can go ahead and figure out who it is. So anyway, so he goes ahead and sends me this picture of this guy. All right. It says haters gonna hate. I said I'm not hating. So, uh, anyway, so I replied to, back to Matt that I felt bad that he was conned out of 80 bucks. Um, he said, he then, and this is kind of what went ahead and authorized him being on the list. And conned by the Bowie Baysox, their minor league affiliate. Stop being so stingy, Scrooge, and show them some love. And I told him that, uh, when my stimulus is $2,000, I'll do it. The Billy Baysox then jumped in and says it's not $88 for a bobblehead. It's $88 for eight undated tickets to enjoy watching up-and-coming prospects own their craft. It's for entertainment. If all you care about is the bobblehead, then you're missing the whole idea. It's the same package we sell every year at this time. So the Baysox, Baysox are really, really pushing it. You've got you, pushing it. You've gotten to the end of the <laughs> so, point where they're like replying, <laughs> so, so replying to tweets like this. So I told the Bay sure Sox that I said, for a season that won't happen, I can't wait. Uh, the Billy Bay Sox went ahead and replied back, that's your oh, opinion. Man. We look forward to hosting baseball this summer. It's what we do. It's what we look forward to doing again. For now, our bobbleheads are available as part of a ticket package. Maybe that changes down the road, but not right now. You might have left <laughs> Bay Sox off your list. But yeah, they they might have you on one of their lists list pretty soon. Yeah. Bay do not enter list. They can't stop me from entering. Yeah, so you got free reign to say whatever so, you want, I guess. Uh, so, Dr. Matt Soroka, for the part that he's he has played in uh, the Bowie Bay Sox uh, battles, is the first person on our 2021 list. All right? Officially. All right, it's official. All right, so... So let me ask, why? What's the what's the doctor um, monitor? So is that, that new? Uh, or is this... I, I said that Doctor Matt Soropa was uh, doing a book report, and he was missing our poker games pretty consistently for uh, I don't know, probably about a month and a half or so. So, uh, and I said that he was doing <laughs> this huge book report. Well, apparently he was getting his uh, what do they call it, a dissertation or something. Yeah, he he was becoming a real doctor. A doctorate. So. Uh, Oh yeah, wow! Yeah. Okay. So he, he's a well, teacher. Congratulations! He he got his real uh, doctorate, so he officially is in so fact is... Doctor uh, Doctor Matt Soroka. So this is this is also um, pretty big. This is the first <laughs> doctor to make the idiot list. First doctor to make the idiot list. You... <laughs> oh god! Oh boy! Well, congratulations! Not to get on the list, and, but, and know, congratulations for getting on the list. He he actually. He actually beat his uh beat his brother Josh to the list. Yeah, uh, just uh, just getting news here, Matt. Say uh, as of Probably three Biden. minutes ago, uh, game at Tennessee will be Sunday at one p.m. on ABC and ESPN. All right, so Hollywood's got yeah, a chance. So we here. will see Hollywood Hollywood Brown. All right, Matt. Well, let's go ahead and uh, close up shop for tonight. Um. I want to thank everybody for going ahead and joining us um, on the uh, on the pod tonight. Once again, I want to go ahead and thank Todd for uh, his wonderful, wonderful Christmas gift. Um, absolutely love it. Can't wait to take a uh, take a swig of Coke out of this thing. Um, but again, say I think we uh, think I'm going to try and save that for the very beginning of the baseball season. 
And the meanwhile, it's just going to stand over here and look absolutely gorgeous. So, again, uh, Todd, thank you very much. It was a very, very kind gift, um, much more than uh, the Jim Cornette autograph picture that uh, that I sent your way. But nevertheless, uh, thank you again, sir. It's truly, truly appreciated, and it, it means a lot to us. So, um, in closing, uh, once again, say if you need to reach out to us, you can reach out to us via email, bleacherbirds at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and hit us up on the Twitter. Uh, Matt handles the Twitter of at Bleacher Matt. I handle the Twitter at Bleacher Birds. And uh, go ahead and drop a five-star review uh, like our friend Che Kapadia did on uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know how you think that uh, how you think we're doing. We'll go ahead and we'll review. We'll read that review next week, as it just came to mind that uh, that we did in fact get a uh, get a review there. So we'll read that review next week, um, guys. It's twenty twenty one. Let's get this year started off right. Let's get this year started off with a Ravens playoff win, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you later. See ya. Go Ravens! I was going to say, if you give me a little two-second edit job, I can go ahead and look it up. Da 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 da